As we continue our mercy journey, today will be our last sermon on this sermon series. We began this series talking about how God has shown his mercy in our hearts. And the only way for us to show mercy to others is first we have to receive the mercy of God and be reminded of it day in and day out. Then we talked about after that, as we show mercy to not just uh, our, uh, experience mercy from God, we need to show it, be handsome, feet of mercy to those around us. And especially in COVID time, the people around us most of the time are our families. And we also know that sometimes it is really difficult to show mercy to those whom we live with 24-7. But we're called by God to do that. Then we talked about how that journey continues on as a church together. We need to serve those who are in around us. That we're called to love God, love our neighbors as ourselves. We need to bless those who are around us. And so last week we had the opportunity to hear from Noreen. And she serves over in Bangladesh and just being the hands and feet of Jesus. And so today we're going to finish off our sermon series in talking about not just serving those who are in a global community, but also in our local community. And I can't think of a better person to share with us God's word and challenge us to show mercy in a local community than our speaker today. Our speaker today is Pastor David Lee. He's the superintendent for CCHC. For many of us, a very familiar organization that our church has partnered with. Um, by God's grace, we get to serve alongside with them through their jog- walkathon. And some of you have actually are fruits out of that ministry and connected with our church today came to know Jesus because of that. And so I'm really excited uh, to have Pastor Lee to share with us uh, what God has walked, has led him through and continue to use him to show mercy to our community here. He's local here in San, San Gabriel Valley, obviously. And so would you join me and welcome Pastor Lee to share God's word with us. Thank you. Okay, good morning, brothers and sisters. What do you see? Well, of course you see me. But that is the title of my sermon today. Do you see anything? Do you see anything? What do you see? Now, in the, I, uh, in the, uh, well, um, this is C6C, in case you, you didn't know. We are in the intersection of um, St. Gabriel Boulevard and Mission Road. And you drive by, you see the American Fred, you see our altar, and you see our building. And I want to look at three questions I'm going to talk about. Do you see anything? Um, how did Jesus do it? And then, can I do it? Okay, let's read with me. The passage on the book of Mark, chapter 8, 22 to 24. They came to Bethsaida, they, Jesus and the disciples, and, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the, on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, that is the title of our sermon. Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. Then he said, they look like trees walking around. What does it mean by look like trees? People look like trees walking around. Now, what do you see? 
Now you see a rotten piece of root, a, a rotten piece of wood laying on the beach, right? How do you feel about it? Well, um, okay, it's maybe some of you more artistic. Yeah, it looks beautiful, but you don't have much feeling about it. But what do you see now? Well, maybe some of you have not, uh, did not remember, but this is a very, uh, what should I say? Very influential pictures actually changed the whole world. This little guy, he's three years old. He was three years old. Um, his name is Alan Curdy. He is one of the, among one of the Syrian refugees, they are Kurdish. They are, they are fleeing, uh, the Syria. And then, um, during the process, they, they die. And then he, his body, his little body was washed up to the shore. When people look at this picture, look at this little kid, he literally died laying there on the sandy beach. People's heart being moved. And that changed the whole world's attitude towards Syria. What do you see? When I, when the, when the Bible said, I see people, they look like trees walking around as if when I look at this little boy, I thought it's only a piece of rotten wood. And if I look at it as a piece of rotten wood, I don't feel anything. But if I look at it as a boy, that is different. So what happened here? When Jesus first healed him, you know, Jesus healed this blind man in two process. The first time he said, they look like trees walking around. So Jesus, no, 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 let me do it one more time. Then Jesus healed him again, and then he saw everything clearly. Look around, there are many people around us, there are people in need around us. When we look at them, do we look at them as just trees walking around? Or I look at them as human beings, they need our help. Human beings, they're suffering, they need the mercy from us. I'm trying to contrast the two, two idea of Christianity. The first one is called self-centered Christianity. What does it mean? I mean, so, oh, uh, I believe in Jesus so that I, uh, I have the peace of mind so that I can go to heaven, uh, so that I won't be perished in the, in, in hell. Yeah, I mean, you, it's right. I mean, I'm, I can't say you're wrong, but is it only, is this the only reason you want to become a Christian? Everything is so self-centered. Me, 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 me. Even when people come to church, they say, what does the church have to do with me? What the church can, how the church can offer me? Uh, how can God help me? How can God help me? Everything is me, self-centered Christianity. Versus when we look at people around us as human beings, we look at their needs because this is how God looks at the world. That is called a Christ-centered 
Christianity. I'm not saying there's two kinds of Christianity. Uh, there's only one kind of Christianity. That is Christ-centered. But a lot of people miss the point and become self-centered Christianity. That is not an option that you can choose one out of the other. One is the wrong option and one is the right one. Christ-centered Christianity. Which is if you don't have this attitude, if you don't see People's need around you. You just look at them like trees walking around. You are not a genuine Christian. You are not of a Christ-centered Christianity. Do you see anything? The second question. How Jesus did it. We always say that to say, uh, what would Jesus do? But when, when we look back to the Bible, how Jesus did it. Now, uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, this is a, I, I love this passage because this passage tells us how Jesus did it while in his lifetime, while he's on earth. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming good news of the kingdom and hearing and healing every diseases and, and sickness. When he saw the crowds, He did not see people walking around like trees, but he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Now the word compassion here, of course it also means mercy, come from a Greek word, splachisomai, is what, 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 what does splachisomai mean? It means something to have to do with your internal organs. Your, your heart, your, your lung, your liver, your, your, your stomach, you know. You say, <laughs> what does it have to do, what, what does the internal, my internal organs have to do with compassion? Because when you feel about something, or you have a feeling about someone, you 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 feel there's something going on inside of you. You know, like in the English, we say, "My heart goes out to you." What does it mean? I mean, does a heart just come out? No, but we we exp- we will describe it this way: "My heart goes out to you." And in the Hebrew mind, not just my heart, but my liver goes out to you. My 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 stomach goes out with you. What does it mean? When I say mercy or compassion, it's not like, oh, poor thing, let me give you $5. Oh, poor thing, let me give you $2. That is a hand. This is a handout. Compassion or mercy means some, that, that person really moved your heart. Because we look at him, we, 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 when Jesus look at those people, he see that they are helpless, they are harassed. They have, they, they're struggling. Then, so when, when Jesus look at them, he cannot say, oh, poor thing. But he was so touched by them. Had compassion. Um, 
two days ago, you know, in our every morning in our in our work at our work, uh, we have um, a chapel time that the, our staff will share uh, about. I mean, we will share uh, take turns and share on every morning. Um, two days ago, there's a st- staff who shared, really touched my heart. She works at Cancer Association. Her work is helping those cancer patients. You know, some of you, um, maybe you have your family member or your, your relative that had cancer. You know how difficult they have to gone through, the struggling, the, um, I mean, the pain, the, the trouble they have gone through. So, so basically, almost like every day, people come to our center, uh, those cancer patients come to our center, then she will tell them what to do and solve this, I mean, solve the problem. That, that morning she shared, um, she said, I've been here for almost doing this for several years already. As times go by, she feel she felt she she kind of get used to it to a point that okay you have this problem let me give you this solution okay you have this need let me help you out this way. He lost the she lost the passion. I'm so touched that she bring this out. So it's not just what you do, but do you really have a feeling of those people in need? You're not just solving their problem. They are human beings. They are not trees walking around. They are people, they are soul that it needs. Now, the Bible says Jesus does three things. Teaching, proclaiming the, God, proclaiming the gospel, and healing the diseases. Now, the way I look at it is, see, there's three circles, right? Teaching, healing, and proclaiming. Teaching means this teaching on Christian values, right? Like, you know, this morning in the Sunday worship, we preach, we talk about the Bible. So we are talking about Christian values, teaching. Proclaiming is proclaiming the Christian faith, gospel work. Oh, you have to believe in Jesus. And healing, I would say, is Demonstrating the Christian love. It's not just the, 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 the healing itself, but the, what is behind the healing is that you really care for that person. Not necessarily just spiritually, but whatever he or she needs. When you look at this three circle, this is a holistic I mean, well, maybe it's too too big of a word. This is a holistic views of the gospel, because if you're missing either one of them, it will have problem. It's not complete. Now let's say we don't have teaching. So basically, what we're telling you, okay, we go out and preach the gospel, and then we're helping people. We go and preach the pe- pe- gospel and helping people, but without studying the word of God. Like this morning, like oh, then uh, I don't have to come to church. I don't have to turn on the 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 the, the worship 
You know, because uh, because God asked me to preach the gospel, helping other people. So I every day I preach the gospel, helping other people. But this, if you miss the teaching part, then your faith become without foundation. It's so shaky. You know, when you trying to go out and help people, help people. You know, my experience, I've been, I've been in this ministry for over 20 years. A lot of time you feel discouraged. Don't, don't think, oh, if I go out and help people, people will, will so thankful, thank you helping, for helping me. A lot of time it's not. Think about when is the last time you're trying to comfort someone, you're trying to do good for someone, and that there's someone just, um, didn't like it. Didn't respond the way you want. So by studying the Word of God, give us a firm foundation in our faith. No matter what structure are lost, no matter what challenges come to me, I can stand hold on it. So we need that teaching. We need the Christian values. Okay, think about it. If you don't have to, I mean, if you do the teaching and you do the, the, the healing or the demonstrating the Christian love and then you study the Bible, but then you don't share the gospel with other people. You don't share the good news of, with other people. What happened? What about the Great Commission? Remember, Jesus asked us to go preach the gospel to the end of the world. If we don't preach the gospel and then say, oh, we're just helping others. Oh, we just read the Bible. Forget about other people outside. Forget about the people who are not saved. That is not right. Because that is the great commission. What if we don't have the healing? We don't have the Christian faith. I mean, Christian love. So basically, we'll study the Bible, we study the Bible, we have Bible study group, and then we, we have gospel meeting, we, 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 we train to do, share the gospel, enforce spiritual law, whatever you, whatever method. But then we don't demonstrate the Christian love. We don't show the care for the others. What do you call this? What do you call it? Hypocrite. Hypocrite. A lot of people, you know, based on my experience, my personal experience, a lot of people who don't want to come to the, I mean, a lot of people, they reject Christianity. It's not because they don't like this faith. They don't like Christianity. But they are being so turned off by some of the hypocrite Christian. Or use the word I just used. So being turned off by those self-centered Christian. Are they Christian? Yes, they are Christian. They go to church, they study the Bible. But then they study the Bible and then they, they just say, Oh, I believe in Jesus, believe in Jesus. No. But then they are so self-centered. They don't care about this little world. They don't care about someone who is suffering. 
the people will call them hypocrite. So as you see, you have have to have three together. We, I'm, I'm not. I'm, today, you, I, I know you asked me to come here to say, "Oh, it's so important to show mercy to the others. It's so important to help the community." But then, while you're going to do that, you have to have the biblical foundation, the Christian values. You have to have proclaimed the gospel, and also to show the Christian love. Now. I don't know how many of you know the 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 the, the, the real name of C6C. You know, it stands for Chinese Christian Herald Crusade. This name was um, was uh, was um, found to almost almost forty years ago. Yeah, it's an old name. Now, when you think of crusade, I hope you don't think of the crusader in the middle in the in the Middle Ages. When you think of crusade in the present day. What do you think of? You think of those crusade meetings, Billy Graham crusade, right? Um, Frank Graham, uh, Frank Graham crusade. You think of those uh, stadium or, or, or churches, uh, gospel meeting, and, and, and I believe you have crusades here too. So a lot of people think of sharing the gospel with others means you have a gospel meeting, you have a evangelistic meeting. Now, when you come to our center, there are several uh, canopy uh, at our building. Um, it's a community center. It's a cancer association. It's a family center. You know, Mrs. Chen works there, family center. Now, you look at community center, you look at cancer association, you look at family center, and across the street, we have a clinic. Uh, right now, we're doing uh, testing, the COVID-19 testing at the clinic. We have another clinic in Rosemead doing most of the primary health. Now, none of it, it seems like none of it have anything to do with evangelism. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Families, I mean, community center, you talk about helping people, you know, to ha- apply for apply for welfare and things, stuff like that. Cancer association, you're helping cancer patients. Family center, you talk about counseling, after, you talk about after school, summer school, have nothing to do with evangelism, it seems like. But the, but why we are called a crusade? Because a lot of time, gospel is, is not just being preached. You talk about the gospel. So very often we focus on talking, talking about the gospel. Telling people about the gospel. A lot of people say, I had it. Please stop. There's a lot of words coming. I mean, okay, we talk about the gospel, we preach the gospel, but how many times have they see the gospel? Many people nowadays, they have an opportunity to hear the gospel. They have heard the gospel before. I guarantee you, most of the people around you, they did heard about the gospel. But then, the majority of them, they do not, they have not see 
the gospel. See the love of God being demonstrated. Um, at the very beginning of the COVID nineteen, the pandemic in U.S., you know, uh, that remember those those days, you know, just a few months back. Uh, we have a hard time. Everyone have a hard time getting masks. Uh, right now, it's, uh, it's it's easy. But back in those days, it's very important. And then it's, we are so thankful that a lot of people donate some masks to us. They thought we have a great need of masks. Uh, yes, of course, we have a clinic, but then we, we cannot use all those masks. Then we come to our mind and say, why don't we pass out those masks? So, you know, the, you see the diagram, you see the picture, uh, someone holding the free mask is in uh, San Diego, actually. So, so we pass our mask. So when people come by, when we give them the mask, we say, what did we say? God bless you. Jesus loves you. That's it. I mean, we don't, oh, okay, let me talk about the four spiritual law, you know, number one, number two. No, 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 no. We just want to demonstrate, let them know. In the time of pandemic, we're trying to help. We, although we, we, we can only do so much. We pass out like 10 masks per person. We pass out 10,000 masks in, in one hour, in one location. Actually, we have three, three locations. One in San Diego, one in Rosemary, and one in San, uh, San Gabriel. Uh, now we don't pass out masks. I mean, it's, it does not matter how, what you do. But the action, the caring action, demonstrate the love of God. Some of you know that we have a children village in, in China. And we have about 50, 60 kids in, in China. Now, um, let, me, let, me, let me tell you the truth. In China, because of the policy of the government, we cannot, we cannot talk about the gospel with the little kids. We, we, we cannot do that. It's against the law. Don't ask me why. You know, that, that is the fact. When I tell other people, especially Christian, about it, they say, oh, if they don't allow you to preach the gospel, why do you do this? It's a waste of time and money. I mean, you cannot share the gospel. So why do you still go there? Why do you still spend all the money? Why, why do you still help them? As I said, gospel is not just being preached. Gospel can be demonstrated. Yes, we cannot tell the, tell the little kid, you know, Jesus loves you. But then we can tell them we are Christian. We can, yeah, of course I can tell. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to converting you. I, I'm not trying to convert you and you. I'm a Christian. And then they can feel the love and care. They know we are Christian. And what is even more important, the people in the outside, those government officials, they can see with their own eyes how this Christian love the kids, help the kids, how the kids being changed. 
No, if you have time to go to this uh, children villages, I mean, every year, you know, not right now, but every year we have different tours of students going inside to, to, to work with the kids. They see they are so, so happy. I mean, they, they always have smile on their face. Why? They all come from broken family. Either their parents are gone or, 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 or their parents are in, in, in prison or their parents are, are seriously handicapped. But, but they, they are so poor. But, 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 but then they see the, the self-confidence of the kid. They see the, the smiles on their faces. Yes, we did not talk about the gospel because we are not allowed to, not that we don't want to. But then they can see the gospel. Mercy or compassion is to demonstrate the gospel to show the Christian love. Now, especially in, in this few, few months, um, none of the churches can meet. Or some churches start meeting, but very few people then go. A lot of people say, what can we do? What can we do? I mean, we, we, how can we, how can we share the gospel if the church is empty? If we cannot ask people, invite people to come to our church to listen to the gospel, then how can we show the community, show the community what Jesus Christ is? I think at the very beginning of the pandemic, I saw this video on, 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 on Facebook. I was so touched. I, I tried to every, everywhere I go to preach, I will show them this video. I'm just two minutes video. The, the name of the video is say, we are the church. The church is not a building. The church is not meetings. The church are us. When we go out and demonstrate the love of God, that is the church. The church has often been called a hospital for the sick. And the Western world is more sick than ever before. Not just with COVID-19, but with a pandemic of fear. Likely end up infecting most people in the world. Very concerning. You're concerned? Very. Coronavirus panic shopping. Yet for the first Sunday in history, many church buildings look like this. The virus has church after church. Dozens canceled Sunday services because of the outbreak. Will be suspended. What does this mean for the church and for the world? If the church is a building, then what happens when they're closed? If it's an event, then what happens when they're cancelled? And how do we respond in a world that has never looked so shaken? But could this actually be the church's finest hour to be what the Bible calls us to be? Because the church isn't a building, and it's not an event. You see, even in the midst of this unprecedented global pandemic, I just want one this is the church. There's no toilet paper in the entire store. We are handing out toilet paper. God bless you. Thank you very much. In the midst of the fear, this is the church. In the midst of isolation, this is the church. The church is awakening. The church is resilient. The 
The church is adapting and discovering new expressions for the gospel to reach further than ever before. We've got a total lockdown. Our church, we're going to gather over Zoom, and then we're actually going to FaceTime our friends and family and share the gospel. I'm checking to see if my neighbors need supplies or prayer, and I'm also using Facebook to reach out to those that I can't get to. Driving home on straight water. My fear seems to be crippling. There is a hope in Jesus Christ. I think everyone can do this right now. In a troubled world that needs Christ, it's time to be His hands and feet. Christians, it's time to be the church. Christian, it's time to be the church. It's not about the coming to the meetings. Yes, we, we do not have meetings. We do not have meetings that you can come to. But when we go out, when we see the people in need, when we show a little kindness in the name of law, in the name of Jesus, that is the church. Now, the last question, can I do it? You may say, pastor, yeah, what you say is very good, but then I'm just a little kid. I don't even, I can't even drive. I cannot go anywhere. I mean, I cannot even meet with my friends. How, what can I do? I cannot do it. Yes, you have organization. You, you can pass out mass, but, 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 but I don't. Can I do it? Now, in this, in the, in the process of healing the blind man, Jesus did a very interesting, but, but I would say very yucky way. When he has spit on the man's eye, why did Jesus do that? You know, Jesus can heal, I can ask uh, Lazarus, a dead man, to raise from the dead with one word, or, or with two words. Lazarus, stand up! Arise! Why Why does he have to spit on the man's eyes? Think of how dirty it is. Why, why, why did he do it? I believe there's a reason, there's a message behind his action. Now think about it, spitting. Those, you know, those spit are the, those spit are, are things that people look down upon. Worthless. You don't, you, you despise it. You know, right? Like, like, you, I, I, like, if I, if I, I despise you, B. See, see, Speed is something so low that, that, that it's the lowest of the, of, among all things. But think about it. Those speed, those lowest among all things, when it was placed on Jesus' hand, it become a blessing. It become a channel of God's message. What does it tell you? No matter how humble you think you are, 
You no matter no matter how helpless you think you are, no matter how low you think you are. But when you put yourself into Jesus' hand, you can be, you can become a blessing for the others. Can I do it? Yes, you can do it because Jesus demonstrated to you even the speed can be a blessing. You can do it. And then, and then, and then at the end, he say, Jesus said to him. Oh, Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. <laughs> Why? <laughs> when you look down, look up a little bit, they say, Jesus sent him home. Evidently, that blind man does not live in this village. So we say, go home. Because you can only witness God when you go back home. That is the first, that is the most basic calling that, that, that you can do. You, you go witness among, at your home, at your surrounding, at your own community. A lot of people think that, oh, if I want to do, do things for God, I have to travel to, uh, across the world. I have to go to Africa. I have to go to, I'm not saying you don't, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not looking, putting down on them. God does need someone to go to those countries. But the majority of us, God just say, go home. Go to among your people. There are people around you, they need help. Maybe, maybe you can, a lot of people ask me, what can we do, Pastor Lee? What, what, what can you, you do? It's very difficult to tell you what can you do because those are your friends. Those are your relatives. Those are your family members. I cannot tell you what to do. But then there's, um, I want to close this with, with a saying. Oh, you can do it now. <laughs> I want to close it with, with a saying from Maya Angelou. Now, this picture was taken in 1993 in the inauguration of President uh, Bill Clinton. He pa- she passed away already. What she said is, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. It really doesn't matter what you do, uh, what, 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 you, what you do. But they will never forget how you make them feel. Think about people around you. Those may need help. Maybe we cannot do a lot of things. Or maybe we, what we can do is say, can I pray for you? Oh, can I share a mask with you? I mean, not share, I give a mask to you. It doesn't matter what you, how you do, did it. What is more important is that they will never forget how you make them feel. Now, um, uh, and then what, I'm going to talk to you about something. You know, in, uh, 
now, uh, Pastor Ben talk about the walkathon. Now, this year, of course, we cannot do the walkathon because of the COVID-19. But then we have an online walkathon in uh, September 19. You can you can ask people to support you via Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, whatever. And then and then during that day, you just walk. On September 19, you just walk. I mean, within that week, we walk accumulatively uh, for one hour, and you pray for this community while you're walking. Yes, you walk around the building all the time, but then while you're walking in the for the walkathon, while you're walking, you pray for the community. Uh, Pastor Ben showed us the community map at the very beginning. I think this is the time we go home in our community, walk around. To pray for the community, you know, I will I will give out those information to Pastor Ben and so that he can share it with you. Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity not just to to enjoy the gospel but also to share the gospel. We can share the gospel in words, but more importantly, we can share it with our action of love. Teach us how to care for other people. Have a mercy heart. When we see them, we don't see them as trees walking around. We see the human being behind that person. We see the need of that person. So we will reach out. Yes, although maybe we cannot do a lot of things, but whatever we can do, we can make them feel being cared. Make them feel being loved. And let through this, let us share the love of God with our little action. Thank you, Lord, for this morning as we come before you and worship you. We pray that you will be with us throughout the rest of the week. This pray in Jesus' name. Amen.